Adam, you know what that's the sound of? No. Fireworks. Fireworks? Fireworks. Why, why, why fireworks? Well, you know, fireworks were in the news today. Like uh, metaphorical fireworks or, no, or no, literal, literal actual pyrotechnics? Literal pyrotechnics were in the news today because our mayor, the mayor of our fair city, Bill de Blasio, he could be focusing on ending this pandemic. Literally anything. Anything. He could be focusing on opening the streets. He could be focusing on more bike lanes. But you know what he's focused on today? You know what he used his press conference for today? It sounds like you're going to tell me fireworks, um, but I, I still don't understand why. Fireworks and specifically Fourth of July fireworks. He really put a stake in the ground saying that we're going to have 4th of July fireworks come hell, high water, pandemic, force majeure, whatever it is, we're going to have fireworks. And it's I'm shocked that this is what the guy is using his time for. You shouldn't be. Because didn't he just the other day say that there's going to be a parade down the Canyon of Heroes on Wall Street for healthcare workers? And everyone was like, Dude, what are you talking about? How is what you're doing right now planning a parade? And then I, I think this firework thing follows. And I'd like to make a distinction, right? I think a parade for healthcare workers, first responders would be a fabulous thing. I think making sure that we have Fourth of July fireworks, that's a great thing. But these are things that should be buried on page like 11 of the newspaper. But the fact that Bill de Blasio doesn't do anything is how these things end up on page one. And I feel like the fireworks thing is just him doubling down at this point. Like, he literally has no idea what he could be doing. Another day, another disappointment from the mayor. What's new? Fuck it. Let's roll the intro. From 87 Lafayette, it's Coronapod. I'm Matt. And I'm Adam. Adam, do you think our listeners, our three listeners, get tired of hearing about how disappointed we are in de Blasio? I'd like to think that they either already hated de Blasio and love feeling vindicated, or over the course of listening to all of our episodes, they've learned to hate him. So mm. I think they actually enjoy the reinforcement. Yeah, you know, that is true, actually. I think a lot of people's media diets are really just about hearing things they want to hear. And honestly, if you told me there was a podcast called Pandemic Pod that dedicated like a third of its episodes to criticizing the mayor, I'd probably listen. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I think, I mean, like, I'm doing all sorts of things that are not actually beneficial, but they make me feel better. So like what? T- tell more. me a little bit about what you're doing that's, that's making you feel better. Uh, well, right now I've been crushing pistachios. Like I did all the ones that are easy to shell, and now I'm just to the ones with no gap because we're going to make some ice cream with pistachios. And every time I smack one of them, I feel good. It reminds me of in elementary school. I always used to think that when like the teachers were using the massive paper cutter, that that's a guillotine, mm. that they would say like the kid who was like bad in school's name every time they like went down. And of course, that was never my name, but maybe it was your name. Oh, that's definitely my name. I was, I was very misbehaved. Um, yeah, that sounds very satisfying. I wonder if it's 
pissing off our neighbors, though, uh, to just hear you constantly smashing pistachios on our dining room table uh, at 9.30 at night. Maybe, but <laughs> pandemic, pandemic's got to do what pandemic's got to do. And remember, we haven't heard the loud noise from Moe's in like seven weeks now, so this is still quieter than the average Wednesday night. Mm. Hey, speaking of neighbors and noise, how is our Joni Mitchell loving neighbor doing? Quiet. Haven't heard anything. I have not reached out to them. I've done, I I mean, I've done nothing, but they could be dead because I haven't heard the, um, the plaintive tones in a while. I think what we need to do, I'm coming back to Brooklyn tomorrow. I think what we need to do is turn on some Joni Mitchell and see if we can kind of get like a Joni Mitchell communication thing going between, between the apartments. And that's, and that's how we'll bond. But anyway, moving beyond Joni Mitchell, the mayor, pistachios, I think we should turn to our guest tonight. I'm super excited. This guest is a very old, very dear friend of mine. We go way, way back to 2012 and New Haven, Connecticut, Lavinia Bordsey, welcome to Coronapod. Hi, great to be here. It's an honor to have you here, Lavinia. Lavinia, there's a lot we want to talk about. Um, you're from Italy. You're a lawyer who deals with bankruptcy. You live in a studio apartment in Chelsea. Uh, but maybe, maybe let's start with Italy because I feel like I got a little taste of this pandemic and what was to come through you and your family back in March before we were all locked down here. So maybe tell us a little bit about how your family's coped with what's happened in Italy. Um, so in Italy, as you guys probably know, like the restrictions are a lot tighter. Like basically you can only go outside with like this permission slip that says that you solemnly pinky pinky swear that you're going to either get groceries, go to the doctor, or, like, I don't know, walk your dog within 50 feet of your apartment. So their restrictions are very tight. Um, So they're living, you know, the quarantine probably a lot worse than we are, even though, you know, living in midtown Manhattan, I basically also don't go outside. But there's the thing about, like, not being able to go outside. And I think it's tough because, you know, for elderly people they're just like they feel completely trapped because they're so scared um and for kids especially i have three sisters who are like teens tweens and with my dad we're so concerned they're like frying their brains because they're just like sitting around on like tiktok and house party and so you know we're trying to organize activities for them i did i did like a fake uh seder for them for easter like I made them do like Catholic version. I made them like read out passages from the Gospels <laughs> Wait, so and did, like memorize you did a Catholic stuff, so they could be like a little cultured. Let me get this right. You did it a was like Catholic a Catholic Seder Catholic over Passover. Zoom. Yes, I did. Wow, I, I that, organized it. That that's definitely easier than a Zoom based Easter egg hunt. Yes, definitely. <laughs> but they hated it. They hated it. But, you know, I'm trying to keep their brains alive. So you alluded to this a little bit. So you said you live kind of in midtown Manhattan, in Chelsea, though, not exactly right. midtown. But you live in, yeah, a, it's, you live in a studio, yeah. though. 
How yes, has that been? I think when we spoke, you said you haven't been outside in like two weeks. No, I go to the deck. Um, I go to like Trader Joe's every two weeks. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm just like, I could go on walks, I guess in theory, like I could be six feet away from people. And I did do that in the beginning, but over time I've just kind of developed this mentality. That's like, I don't need to be outside and I can afford to not go outside. So the least I can do to like help those who like have to go outside is not go outside because in New York, like if you go outside, you're like creating a crowd. Like it's, you know, there's no way getting around it. Like, yes, you can be six feet away from people, but it's just like, I think it's like our responsibility of like people who can afford to like stay home and don't really need to go outside to just like stay put. It's fine. Like we'll get through it. It's not that big of a deal. So yeah, it's fine. I mean, I, I'm lucky. Like my studio is like big windows. I get a lot of light, but it's like, I don't know. I like work. I do stuff. Like I work out. I have like my little designated corners for stuff and cook tons and it's all good. Like it's not bad. You are incredibly, incredibly optimistic. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I just read the newspaper a lot and I feel so lucky and like so privileged like compared to so many people. So I'm just like counting my blessings and it's like, what's a little boredom? It's fine. Mm. So you are, um, you're like a big workout fiend, I know. And yes. um, maybe tell our listeners. Everyone's like, worried about me. I was very worried about you too because you'd also just come back from a pretty serious injury not that long before this. What Maybe talk a little bit about that. Oh, yeah. I broke – I fractured my humerus, um, like my arm, uh, bench pressing, (laughs) which sounds a lot more more hardcore than it was. Uh, It's not because it was too heavy. I just, like, racked it weird and it, like, cracked my bone in half. (laughs) I mean, Fine. I don't know. It's it's um, pretty it's pretty hardcore the video. Like I see I see on Instagram, it's pretty hardcore. The way I the mean, way you described it was like you like dropped the weight it, and your arm just it kept going. It would have been a better story. Yeah, well it would have been a better story if it was like too heavy. It wasn't. I just like put it in the wrong place and then I cracked my arm in half. Anyways, I also have a herniated disc from deadlifting. So that's what I'm doing. That's why like now is a good time to like not be going to the gym. Anyways, point is I'm a workout fiend. I was at the gym till the last day was open, like Bill de Blasio. So now I'm all like hoity toity. Don't go outside. I'm like the Corona saint, but I went to the gym until the day closed. They basically like carried me out. So, you know, I'm a sinner too. Me and Bill, we were at the gym. Mm, you were at the Park Slope YMCA. I, bet I don't that think you did. You drive no, I, but to the gym? I, huh? Oh, I'm saying you didn't no, drive to the gym. Did I so you're already better. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. I walked there, but it was funny when those pictures came out of him being there, and I was like, "Oh, me too." Anyways. Um, but no, it's fine. Like you adapt. And like, I've been doing a ton of workouts actually, because it's a lot easier to like fit in workouts randomly throughout the work day when you don't have to like go anywhere to do it. So been doing random stuff, lots of push-ups, <laughs> like weird cardio stuff, like whatever. Any fitness tips 
for our listeners? Fitness tips. Many yeah. of whom, by the way, like, are in the over eighty demographic. Hmm? Many of our listeners are in the over eighty demographic. Uh, so maybe tailor I mean, your RPG does push ups. Mm. Doesn't she? I feel I read that she does. Um, yeah. I mean, just like working on basic movements that you don't really make time for normally, like in the gym, like push-ups, like one-legged squats, like that kind of thing, like is so hard and is great because it's like you have time and you only need your body weight. So you just like practice that until you get it. And that's like your workout. Have you, have you filled your studio with any new implements to facilitate some of your stay-at-home activities? Yeah, I have a TRX that's, like, permanently hanging from my door. Um, and then my favorite thing is that to have weight, like, I have a Dutch oven, like, the big, like, lodge one, and I just, like, fill it with objects, um, and I use it as a weight. So that's, like, you know, don't say you don't have equipment. Just, like, use stuff in your house. Like, fill a gym bag, like, lift it, fill up Dutch oven. It's fine. I mean, I have floor to ceiling windows. My neighbors think I'm hilarious. Like, it's great. Have you have you been uh, putting that Dutch oven to good use, cooking anything up special? That you, I, I keep thinking about uh, making a timpani, you know, from the uh, that movie, The Big Night, where they like spent all day making this thing. And I'm like, this is the one chance I'll have in my life where I can literally do that, and <laughs> I had nothing better to do. Right. Yeah. No, my mom and I have been making stuff on Zoom. We're not like good Italians. Like we didn't really know how to make fresh, fresh pasta until now. But we made ravioli the other day from scratch with like no tools. We use like I use like a wine bottle as a rolling pin and like a Ziploc bag. It's like whatever. And they came out great. And that takes up like a whole day. Yeah. Stuff like that. Like just working on your cooking skills and doing stuff that's time consuming just like so many ways to take advantage of this time you know without being crazy you know nobody's actually like learning a language or like going on Coursera like what are we kidding but you know maybe some people are <laughs> <laughs> I, I went on Coursera once I, I have not been back so yeah Adam <laughs> yeah, you're gonna learn fantasies. how to use GIS in this period yeah but now I'm just now I'm just crushing work and crushing books I've got two kids working for me um, so, you know, the time is, the time is limited. I gotta, you know, mostly goof off, but, you know, in those brief moments of thought, you know, trying to do something. Right. And just like watching TV, reading, all the stuff we never do. We're always like running around. So. So, Lavinia, you, uh, I just found out the other day, you are now slated to move to a different country. Yes. In like. Two and a yes. half, three months. Uh, what is the deal with that? And how are you thinking about the prospect of moving during like what's probably still going to be a lockdown? Yeah. Um, well, my dad sends me every day a new text about what kind of PPE I should be wearing for my flight in three months. He says I should be wearing some kind of hazmat suit. He's clearly insane. Um, but anyways, uh, yeah, so I am on a student visa, I'm sure. I mean, a lot of people who are our age, who are like college grads, um, law school grads are dealing with the same thing. We're foreigners, but basically 
you enter a lottery. And this year it was 250,000 people applied and only 80,000 were selected. And I just like wasn't selected because, you know, it's, it's bad odds. Um, obviously it's upsetting because it's like, I studied here for eight years, like, you know, lots of investment, lots of whatever and everything. And it's very crazy that I'm just lumped in with other, with just whoever else in this lottery. Um, not that I think that I'm like better than other people. It's just like, it's disappointing. Um, but you know, it's, it's a year and hopefully next year we'll be able to try again, even though Trump gets reelected, who knows what he'll do. Um, and yeah, but you know, I found out a couple of weeks ago, I processed it and the main thing was getting transferred to my firm's London office. And after, you know, I got confirmation of that, I was like, it's fine, whatever. The thing that I didn't want was to be like also looking for a job now during Corona times, even though like, I know I'm super lucky, like I would be okay, even if I had to like sit it out for a few months. Um, and so, yeah, I'll be like closer to family. I have friends there. So I'm just like picking up and moving. I don't, it's going to be kind of a nightmare to do in lockdown, but you know, We'll figure it out. <laughs> Put on a hazmat suit. I don't know. <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll be out by then. I, I mean, out? Like, what is out? So, like, we'll be out-ish probably, right? Like, we'll be, like, still wearing masks and at, like, restaurants at 50% capacity. So, it's not great. Also, England seems like they're kind of behind the curve. So, it might be bad there at that point. We'll see. Well, Lavinia, you are like probably the most optimistic person I know, actually. Um, which is, <laughs> I'm not optimistic. I just like well, try to be positive. You, you kind of I are. You kind of are. Lucky. You have a very good attitude about all yeah. of this, which which is yeah, uh, yeah. which is really really amazing. Um, you know. We, we've come a long day from our, our undergraduate years when I feel like we were definitely always, definitely. Uh, but I think stress. a big thing for. Hmm? I feel like we were always a little stressed, as you would say. Yes, yes, very. I mean, I'm still a little stressed all the time, but you know, it's like it's all about like trying not to focus on yourself so much. Mm. Well, that is yeah, very commendable, just, Lavinia. Thank you for coming on the show, and uh, looking forward to to chatting more soon. Although I'm very sad you're leaving New York. Uh, you'll come visit. Yeah, it and seems, it has I might suit. be moving. I might be moving to Shoreditch, which apparently is like the Brooklyn of London. Oh wow! That's, yeah, so maybe I'll say, get I'm, hip I'm like you guys. I'm very impressed by by uh, by that. Start growing your beard now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I need one. <laughs> Thanks, Lavinia. Talk to you soon. Bye bye. So, Adam. I got to say, I'm so amazed by Lavinia's ability to survive in a studio apartment. I'm like, you know, right now I'm at this house in New Jersey that has a lawn and I'm like, oh my God, I have cabin fever. I don't know how she's doing it. Well, I think the other thing is like, you, you're clearly loving it because you're like, oh, maybe I'll come back Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So I think this, you know, again, CoronaPod, we are a big fan of experiments where all the variables are uh, independent and we have no controls. But I think we can conclude from this that space is necessary. And now that you have space, you're enjoying it. But yeah, the, the positivity is what's blowing my mind. 
um, people have mostly been like, well, they're positive things that are happening um, through the internet. But this, this just seemed like, I don't know. I feel better now. And I like want to go to bed right now while I still feel good. Um, that's obviously not going to happen. But yeah, maybe we should end there with uh, kind of like pretty positive given literally everything that's happened both in the world and to Lavinia in particular. Mm-hmm. I can't agree more. This has been Chronopod. Thanks for listening. Until next time, stay healthy. Chronopod is brought to you by Momo the Cat. Follow her at Momo underscore is underscore a underscore cat. <laughs>